If anybody is familiar with me, they know that one of the building blocks or the foundations of successful dating and building a relationship are those non-negotiables. The non-negotiables are behaviors and traits that a partner must seemingly have in order for you to continue to see them, to get into a committed relationship with them, to escalate to potentially marriage and move on, right? So talk to us about your non-negotiables. Let's go through them. And then now let's discuss, does he have them? So what's non-negotiable number one for you? Hello, beautiful people. I hope all is well. I hope all is well. My name is Allison Wellington, and I am the host of the Single Sessions podcast. So what is this podcast all about? You probably know me from Instagram. Uh, my name there is Align with Allison, and I'm sure you've seen some content, some bits and pieces where I'm giving people advice around dating and relationships. But here in the Single Sessions podcast, we're going to have a little bit more depth we're going to have an opportunity to have a conversation, to have a session together so that we can get to the root of some of the dating and relationship woes that you are facing. And hopefully by the end of our session, you're able to walk away with a resolution. So how does this whole thing work? Well, we are going to have a coaching session together. I have uh, pre-selected some folks who are going to call in and they are going to tell us all the tea. They're going to tell us what's going on in their lives, what issue they're facing, the good, bad or indifferent. I always hold everybody accountable to what they are doing that may potentially be causing the issue. And again, we're going to wrap up with the opportunity to have a resolution and an opportunity for all of us to learn from the potential mistakes that the client is making on the call today. I want you to think a little bit like Quiet Storm or Frasier. It's that old school radio vibe where there's a real conversation and there are legitimate next steps versus just a quick little clip that you might see on TikTok or on Instagram. We have Tooks Productions at the helm. And we cannot forget our sponsor, Knox Brand Media, the go-to branding coach for six and seven figure millennials, right? So let us talk about what we are going to discuss today. We have Lee. She is waiting to be cued in. And we're going to be talking to her about potentially giving her ex a second chance. So turn it over to Tooks. We're going to let Lee in. And we're going to talk about what she should do if she should even consider giving her ex a chance. Lee, can you hear us? Are you here? Hi, Allison. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Can you hear us good? Is the sound good? We're feeling everything out. I think so. Can okay. Can you hear me clearly? Yep. We can hear you. You're on. You're in. All right, Lee. So give us the tea. Give us the background. We kind of know what you're calling in about. We're talking about potentially giving our ex a second chance. But before we can talk about a second chance, we need to know the background. Tell us, how did you meet him? What went wrong? What's going on? Um, well, we met late around 2010, 2011, um, and we met just through mutual friends. Um, however, we were not in the same location, which ultimately continued throughout our relationship. Um, because of our careers, we were not always together. However, we did come together twice and have two kids which both times we were together about a year and change, like cohabitating. Okay, so quick kids. question, Lee. So you said like coming together, uh, y'all, what? Are y'all, you're y'all in a long distance relationship? What are, you, what are you talking about? Give us, come on, come on. 
So prior to my daughter, prior to my daughter, yes, we were in a long distance relationship. Okay. But at some point we did split. Okay. And so um, when we did split, however, we didn't behave as if we were splitting. Mm hmm. Why did you split? What went wrong? There was infidelity. On. It's not infidelity because you're not married, but his part. Okay. So he cheated. Okay. Do you know with how many? Pretty much. I went through phones and also I was contacted, but it was with someone from his past, but they were still current. Not still current. They're still in each other's lives. They have a child together. So okay. His ex. Okay. Got it. So you went through his phone, you found evidence and did you press him? Then you, then you got the phone call. Like what is the exact timeline of events here? I did not press him. Um, she came to me. So I found out, then I got a message on Facebook and then she, and then he came and said something. All okay. Like in the same day. Oh, all, so he must have known. What's the chances that he would have done that? Is that what you think? That is what I think. But also I thought it was very weird that she chose to contact me on the same day that I found out for myself. Mm-hmm. So what do you so think that's like? All very, um, can you say that again? So it's like, what, karma? Like, what are you thinking? Um, I just think it was the universe. Mm -hmm. I was also pregnant at the time. So mm. it was, um, I'm very much a let's get this band-aid off. Um, so I was kind of just, I was relieved that I didn't have to go through so much because I found out and then she's messaging me. And I was just like, okay, um, I just took it from there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you had your daughter. You are now pregnant with your son. Mm -hmm. And in the same day, you find out, she tells you, he tells you, no, all this time, unravels. It was just my daughter. Sorry? No, at the same, at the time, it, at the time I was pregnant with my daughter. So oh. this was the beginning. Okay. Okay. Got it. Yes. So, all right. So you were pregnant with your first child. You found out about all of what was going on. Mm -hmm. So clearly you worked it out at some point. So talk to us about how you worked it out or what did that look like? Okay. So it was toxic. We didn't work it out. We continued to show up in each other's lives. However, we felt like it. I will say from day one, um, since the start of our relationship, he's always been taking care of, me and my daughter, not in the sense of like, I mean, he financially provides, but not, I provide, I work full time and everything like that. But I mean, from day one, he made it so that, um, you know, anything my daughter needed, she had, mm -hmm. it was that way. Um, but once my career took me and I wasn't holding on to the relationship anymore and it took me out of state, um, we just continued, you know, when we weren't in each other's face and we weren't together. And then when we were in each other's face, we were together. Mm -hmm. And that was pretty much when he was coming and he was around my daughter. Okay. So what I'm hearing you say, you let me know if I have this right or wrong. You were together, mm -hmm. you were dating, you were in a relationship, you got pregnant. While you were pregnant, mm -hmm. you found out 
mm-hmm. everything that you found out. As a result, you broke up, but you did not break things off cleanly. He was still actively not only involved in your daughter's life, but because of that, you blurred the lines and you still continue to have some sort of an assemblance of a romantic relationship, at least a sexual relationship. Is that right? Yes. Okay. And then you conceived your son. Um, okay. And then five years later. So I guess that speaks on how long we continue um, to not be clear on what our status was. Exactly. Okay. So now this five years is a long time, Lee. So were there any efforts to say, well, we're still seeing each other. We're still romantically involved. We're still co-parenting seemingly in a positive way. Was there any effort, conversation, discussion in the five years to say, can we work this out legitimately? There was. Um, we went back and forth multiple times. I will say that we both failed to try at the same time. So there were times that he just felt he had more to give into the relationship and it was him fighting, and there were times that I was fighting. Um, so now how we got here is where I'm trying to figure out, like, he's asking to fight, and I'm seeing so many changes, and I'm like, do I? Do I fight? Like, do I make this our time and make it the last time where we both, what do you like to say? Like, um, when you make that choice every day, to try. Mm-hmm. Okay. So time has passed. You're both on relatively on the same page in terms of considering making an effort. You're considering it and he's pressing for it. Like what is what is he saying to you exactly in regards to reconciling this relationship? Um, he's well, he I don't. He's always been a great dad. Um, and that was never our issue. Our issue was the relationship. And I'm seeing changes in the relationship. Um and just in his, you know, communication was a big thing. We had a conversation the other day where he literally had me stuck. And I was like, I can't talk right now. And he was like, but you're the talker. And I had to really stop. So he's, he's making those um, changes. And it's making me say, hey, maybe this is something we can revisit. Because certain things were, um, you know, on my non-negotiables. Okay. So that's and a I'm perfect transition. That non-negotiable. Yep. That's a perfect transition, Lee, because if anybody is familiar with me, they know that one of the building blocks of the foundations of successful dating and building a relationship are those non-negotiables. The non-negotiables are behaviors and traits that a partner must seemingly have in order for you to continue to see them, to get into a committed relationship with them, to escalate to potentially marriage and move on. Right. So talk to us about your non-negotiables. Let's go through them. And then now let's discuss, does he have them? So what's non-negotiable number one for you? Um, a leader. He is. Is he a leader? He, Yes. Okay. Talk and to me. How? How do you know that? What's the evidence um, that proves that he has this this leadership capability? In anything that I want, anything my kids need, any if I mention it, it will be taken care of. And mm-hmm. it's not. Um, it's and it's to me. It's in not to me. It's in every sense of the word. If I say I'm hungry, you know, I'm working all day and. You know, oh, man, I want a taste of some crab legs or I'm hungry. He knows certain foods will just always hit with me. So 
I'll get, you know, a drop of, of some food. Um, if I say, hey, you know, I want to do this for the kids, I'm not as outgoing as I always want to be. Um, but I said to him, hey, I need to do more mommy-daughter things, just me and he. And um, me and my daughter. And, you know, he's like, okay, she likes the park. She likes this park. You know, these are things that he's more outside with. I'm typically working um, or in school because I'm a student. Um, and he's just supportive. He will take the lead on anything I say I want to do. He's like, okay, this is operations. This is how we're going to get it done. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Okay. Number two? <laughs> Number two, he is um, a God-fearing man. Okay. So, how do we know? You know, he loves Jesus. I love Jesus. <laughs> How do you know? This What's the proof? Conversation. What's the proof? Our conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not afraid to go into the Bible. And, you know, he reads. He's not a, he's not an outward person with anything. Like, you won't just look at him and be like, oh, he knows this. It's in conversation. It's when reaffirming certain things with me. It's making sure that I remember God's purpose and, you know, why we're here. Okay, got it. Number three? Number three was versatile, so I can bring him into any space. And, you know, I'm not fearful. And this was, I feel like this is, like, my biggest one. Um, I'm com- Not to say I'm comfortable, but I feel okay to be me in my skin. And he accepts that. Mm-hmm. And he, um, I can bring him anywhere and know that he's going to, you know, he can talk sports, he can talk business. He can talk entrepreneurship. He can talk, you know, a million different ways. You know, we come from the similar backgrounds as far as we, um, where we both grew up. So he's, he, he's versatile and he provides that security in that. So okay. he's versatile and then my next one is security. Sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, keep going. You have security. So let's talk about it. Um, so um, he will never jeopardize our family. And I know that it's hard to say, hey, you know, he did things in the past. But I say, hey, you know, I need this in order to feel this. And he's like, I got it. Okay. And changes have been made and they're consistent. Um, I think that was something before that I said he took too lightly. I felt like the things that he did um, and things that I did, I feel like I did do things that um, to during our time apart, you know, I didn't focus on us as I should have. Um, and I did things that could have jeopardized our family. But his actions have really showed that he's learned from that. And while he's always been a protector of our family um, from the outside, he realizes how much of him needs to be inside of our family to protect it as well. Okay. So I need to rewind a little bit, Lee, because I, I think you might have spilled a little tea by mistake. You said that there were some things that you did that could have potentially jeopardized the family. We started this whole conversation about him, 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 him. So what's that about? Well, he, because, well, okay, accountability. That is definitely something that you preach and definitely something I am so glad that I learned to do, um, keep myself accountable. So originally when we were in a relationship and we were committed, he's the one who cheated. However, when we were just being in each other's space, I dated also. And we already know the stigma and the double standard with men. So that could have very well cost me my whole relationship. 
Uh, we're not acknowledging that. And I don't care who might see this and my comment <laughs> below, right? You guys were not in a committed relationship. As a result, you were free to see other people. Okay, so we're going to look for accountability another day. I'm all for it. But that part, that piece, the two of you were not in a committed relationship. I can still, we were not, but I can still um, accept the fact that that hurt him. And that could still be a reason that he say there are plenty of people out there who say, oh, no, she dated somebody else. That's it. I'm done. You know, I mean, that's Lee, still, regardless of Lee, whether I was wrong Lee, in dating. No, 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 no. Okay. It hurt him because he caused the relationship to end. You would have not, I, I assume, you tell me if I'm wrong, would you have cheated and gone on dates and been romantic with, oh, okay. So the reason why no. you were even available to do so is because he did an action that caused you to end the relationship. You tell me, right. I, I'm, am I wrong? No, you're right. Okay, no, so no, right. it could have hurt him. It hurt him because he did the thing that's like telling, like, somebody gets into a, um, an accident drunk driving and, like, oh, no, my leg is broke. Well, who the F told you to drunk drive? Like, you did the action that caused the injury. Right. Th there would have been no injury right. had he had not done what he done. So, no, 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 no. Again, I am number one accountability. What you did wrong, what part did you play? That part, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And I'm sure somebody might say, oh, that hurt his feelings. Well, guess what? His feelings would not have been in a position to be hurt had he had not done what he did. OK, so with that that part where yeah. we're not also going to take responsibility for stuff that's not our fault that we're not going to do. OK, so Lee, yes, he wants yeah. to work it out. You're considering. Are you in a position to forgive? Mm -hmm. What does forgiveness look like for you? So I think I forgave him years ago, which is why um, our in my opinion, our co-parents and relationship hasn't, you know, suffered or anything. I always realized that he was a great father and just not the best partner um, at the time. Also, you know, throughout our time not being together with him still showing up and being there for my daughter, very active in her life. He was very active, you know, as far as supporting me and what I had going on. If I had things in my career where it needed more time, he was, you know, making sure he was where I was at staying for months. Um, if I was injured because of my field of work, he was the one, you know, there for my surgeries and things like that. So I think um, he's shown he can be there for, you know, I guess the things that I felt like he did just because of obligation, not obligation, but because of the type of man that he is. That you know, I'm a mother of his kids, then, um, and I didn't, I didn't subscribe to that because I felt like you can be here as, you know, to support me as a mother of your kids, but you couldn't be here to support me in a romantic way. So um, now that I'm seeing him be here for all the parts and do all the things, I'm just wondering whether or not I should take that risk. I feel like I should mm -hmm. at this point, especially speaking it out loud. So, and that's the purpose of single sessions, right? That you have an opportunity to talk to someone yeah. who doesn't have a dog in the fight who can be reflective and who can right. give you some insight and ask some questions and give you a different angle. Right. So, but I do have a concern and it's not that I'm against forgiveness. Yeah. I'm actually for forgiveness. Once there are there's proof and evidence that the person has changed and potentially if you can get some professional help to guide you. But the problem was never whether or not he showed up for you in a romantic way. The problem was the infidelity. 
So what um, confidence do you have um, that that won't happen again? I feel like previously we wouldn't communicate certain needs, right, in anything like, hey, when, you know, I come home, I want the space to just come sit in your lap. Um, Allison, in our sessions, you know, we talked about how you walk in the house with a million questions. That was me. That made him shut down. And rather than me realize that is something, he would just, like, walk away. And now it's a difference in the communication of needs. I think that he had a – well, not I think, we've had discussions, um, and the same way me and him kind of were in a situation where we were comfortable, um, he kind of went through that. Mm-hmm. And I have chosen to forgive. Like I said, I forgave years ago before my own mental health mm-hmm. um, and tried not to, you know, whatever, but we've had our conversations on it, and I don't, I don't see it. I see that he's making an effort and he's been making an effort um, to make sure certain things that, you know, he's one of those, he's like, hey, do do we need to share locations? Like, do you just need to see where I'm at for a little bit and things like that? And I'm like, no. Like, that's just not me as far as that. But um, he's already said anything I need for me to feel better and to move forward from it, he's willing. But at this point, I forgave and I kind of just want to move forward. Okay. I mean, it seems like you already have your answer, Lee. I know, right? This is, (laughs) hmm. Look what you done did here. Look what you done did here, right? So again, it's just the opportunity for you to talk it out. And I think that that's really helpful. And again, for the right questions to be asked and and for there to be a different, a different viewpoint. Um, Have you considered though, or would you consider speaking to a couple's counselor just to make sure that if there's anything else that wasn't uncovered, that wasn't discussed, kind of goes out in the open before you take this plunge again? Um, I am interested in speaking to a counselor. My partner is, um, I know, me on a podcast. My partner is more private. Um, So while he's communicating, um, I'm going to try to use those behind-the-scenes toolkits continue working with you, um, whereas I can, um, one big thing I feel like also in our discussions, not to jump over, but you helped me to figure out the right wording to use and to kind of like you translated something for me. Mm-hmm. And it's been great in communicating with him and not make, you know, not placing the blame or not, you know, and accepting ownership for our parts and things. You know, I'm high energy a lot of the time. That's a lot. Um, and so right now, um, I think I'm going to stick with what we're doing and, you know, slowly try to build couple therapy would be the end goal though. I mean, even if someone's just to say, Hey, yeah, you know, y'all are good. It would be a nice trip. Right. Right. So I know that you said he's private. Um, obviously you wouldn't come mm-hmm. on a public platform like this. But you said couples counseling being the end goal. I would highly recommend just a session, just one session. And I would also recommend Mm -hmm. trying to find a therapist who looks like him. So what I advise people is if you're in a relationship and there's one person who is resistant, who isn't necessarily very interested in speaking to a therapist, but they do want to be with you and they do want to work things out. You try to find someone Mm -hmm. who looks like them, male, 
if he's black, mm-hmm. if he's in his age range, cultural mm-hmm. identity, American, Caribbean, mm-hmm. African, whatever that might look like. Mm-hmm. Because if you find someone who mm-hmm. is like your partner, they're going to be more inclined to listen to them and know that they don't necessarily have some kind of ulterior motive versus if you were to choose someone who looks like you, then it's, oh, she's just agreeing with you because she's a woman. Or she's just agreeing with you because she likes you because you guys can be friends. Versus, yo, y'all have things in common. Y'all both played football. Y'all both did this. You both did that. Y'all could have been friends on your own. So if he, the guy, the therapist, is saying that, hey, sir, you should reconsider blah, 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 it's really coming up from a place of I'm not picking sides. If anything, if I would pick sides, it would be your side. So mm-hmm. if I'm telling you that you should reconsider blah, 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 then it probably is coming from a place of really trying to help versus picking a side. So I know you said end goal, but maybe you asked for your birthday, you know, your Christmas, something like, babe, mm-hmm. I really would like to do this. Mm-hmm. We could just do one session, see how it goes. If you're uncomfortable, we won't go back. And I really think that it can help to um, resolve some kind of maybe unspoken or unknown conflict that you could potentially have. I really want you to consider it. I really think that's a great idea. And just once again, I told you, working with you, the wording and wording is so important. Um, but I do feel like present, I have not presented it to him like, hey, one shot, like we just we give it a shot and we see where we are after. I am a planner, so sometimes I'm like, hey, we can do this. And then, look, there's 10 sessions that we have, and it's, that's a lot, you know? Right. Um, so coming to him and saying, hey, let's give it a shot. We can just try one. We can shop around for a therapist. You know, we don't have to um, put everything into one person immediately. I think that's a great introduction where hopefully both of us will feel comfortable to go in. Yep. I think that's a great plan. Well, with that awesome. being said, Lily, um, I want to thank you so much for being on single sessions and please keep us updated. Maybe you'll call back in in a couple months. Let us know how it goes. And I'm wishing you all the best. Thank you so much. And I definitely will do. So, Let us have our closing conversation. What did we learn with our single session with Lee? Number one, what she shared in regards to that really stuck out to me was in regards to forgiveness for her own mental health. She said that she forgave her ex-partner, whatever you want to call him. I don't want to call him baby daddy, whatever you want to call him. She forgave him years ago for her own mental health. And I think that that's a part that a lot of us forget about that even though forgiveness may be difficult, sometimes the forgiveness is not for the other person. And sometimes that forgiveness is for you so that you're able to move on, so that you're able to to feel healed, so that you're able to function in society, function with this guy who is the parent of her two children, even if they don't get back together, right? And so we really do have to remember that many times forgiveness is not about the other person. Forgiveness may mean that you never speak to that person again, that you never deal with them again, but forgiving so that you're able to move on and then potentially you can build healthy relationships with someone else is super key. As we wrap up, I want to thank everyone for listening, but please do not forget that whatever it is you want out of life, you have to work for it because faith without works is dead. You have to align with the life that you want in order to get the love that you want. And for those who listened all the way through the end, I do have a gift for you. I want you to check out my free training, The Partner You Deserve. The link is in my show notes where I give guidance, advice, and support on how to reposition yourself on the dating scene. Again, I want to thank Knox Brand Media for sponsoring this episode. This is another episode of Single Sessions. In order to be featured All you have to do is check out alignwithallison.com backslash podcast to tap in. 
Have a good one. Peace.